Hello everybody, Miles Round, and this is Ron's Gadget Talk uh, for Thursday, uh, 3rd of June 2021. Kind of keeping it with the Tuesday, Thursday uh, schedule, but uh, we got lots of things to talk about. We got plenty of new devices to talk about. Huawei obviously did the event yesterday uh, on Tuesday, uh, no, when, uh, Wednesday, sorry, where they showed off uh, Harmony OS 2.0 and a few new devices that I think you'll probably be interested if you are into gadgets like me, plus plenty of other new gear that's kind of coming out. It's a pretty hot time, and obviously uh, we got something about uh, the MacBook Pro. Uh, it's got filed somewhere. Uh, what is it about? And that being a week before WWDC. But alright, uh, let's just get straight into it, really. Now, this past Wednesday, Huawei did a little event where they showed off uh, a bunch of new devices and they teased off the Huawei Mate 40, potentially, uh, on top of uh, on top of a new uh, on top of the Huawei Watch 3, which is a new smartwatch, the Huawei Mate Pad Pro, which is a brand new tablet, which surprise surprise runs Harmony OS 2.0. Huawei's FreeBuds 4, brand new earbud uh, from Huawei, uh, obviously quite, quite exciting for, for all my homies back in Bahrain, obviously back in the Gulf because Huawei does sell their earbuds and they're selling like hotcakes and they've got two interesting monitors that you probably would want to check out, the Huawei MateView and MateView GT which is pretty pretty cool but honestly before I really talk about the new devices, we just got to talk about the real star of the show and the one that really took most of the keynote event it's kind of two-hour time runtime, and that was Huawei's brand new Harmony OS 2.0. And I'm referring to Harmony OS 2.0 because that's the actual version that Huawei is going to ship out for phones, tablets, and uh, IoT devices. Their idea of Harmony OS is that essentially is, uh, and I'm coding here Huawei Central because I have written quite an in-depth, uh, in-depth sort of uh, write-up of of the event. Uh, as a next-generation operating system for smart devices, Harmony OS provides a common language for different kinds of devices to connect and collaborate, providing users with a more convenient, smooth, and secure experience. Basically, it's a distributed OS, and that means that it's built for a wide range of devices, so essentially you can run everything from your toaster to your EV to your phone to your PC to your smart TV. It's supposed to, because the world's getting smart and connected in every way, it's, it's designed to offer uh, that functionality across a wide range of devices and essentially should connect with, with every other device. So you have a new control panel which is pretty cool. Now it may look awfully similar to iOS's control center but it, I mean, hey, uh, you know, it, it's, it still looks, it's, it's actually quite nice looking for Huawei's UI. It's quite, I mean, seems like Huawei did take the effort to make a good UI even if it's a little inspired by iOS. See what I did there? Uh, but the control panel basically has a, uh, essentially uh, has user customizable controls and not, uh, and um, toggles. And the idea is that you could pick certain, you can have certain tiles for certain activities. And so the idea is that, let's just say you wanna watch, you're watching a video or a movie on your TV, uh, on your phone, sorry. You wanna watch it on the TV. You can open up the control panel, click the smart screen, icon and then within a few moments it'll jump straight to the TV and obviously if you want to just use your earbuds or a speaker you just drag that with your TV and and it will connect and that's the beauty of Harmony OS 2.0 is that sort of ecosystem of devices and the idea is that 
you should be able to sort of all your devices really should be able to interact and kind of creates an ecosystem and I think that's smart on Huawei's part given that in a market like China everyone's buying a phone already and that's great and now people are buying a bigger screen TV people are buying earbuds accessories uh, IOT devices people are, a lot of people in China are buying smart home gear and it's like you kind of have to have an ecosystem for these devices and I think that's uh, I think that's pretty cool that they're doing that and so on top of that they have this task center thing and the idea is that also which means that um, that means you essentially have apps or functions and you can use them on any device that runs Harmony OS 2.0 and they're easily available uh, without needing to really download them as it is or install them which is interesting I think it's something to do with the cloud potentially so that's that so the idea is that Harmony OS is built in such a way that um, that really if you have a whole bunch of devices and they're all running Harmony OS you should be able to move your content, your apps, your functions, your processes, your controls across devices. It's essentially a seamless ecosystem of experiences and control. And, you know, it's taking on Apple more than Google, I'd say, in that regard. Because in China, primarily, uh, Apple is as popular as Huawei. And so I think Huawei is going for the obvious kind of target, which is Apple. That's interesting, primarily. And uh, and also they've added improved widgets, so they're more customizable improved widgets. It looks awfully like iOS, but hey, it's a little nicer, little you know, and, and, and you could say a bit cartoonish, but a little nicer because Huawei's displays are quite sharp, so you're able to tell the quality. And as always, you can essentially customize your widgets as as you like, so it looks nice. Um, and um, and essentially, uh, also with your uh, Harmony, thanks to Harmony OS 2.0. Uh, you can even connect your smart home gear to your Huawei phone with a single NFC tap, which is wonderful. And this is thanks to Harmony OS Connect, which is this kind of function where you could essentially, uh, where, where your phone can kind of work with smart home gear, uh, kind of sharing information and data, and it's amazing. So you want to start cooking a meal, you just tap your phone right on the oven and it'll start uh, running the oven. Uh, because you have a recipe on your phone. So essentially it's supposed to create an ecosystem of smart connected experiences and that's what Huawei is going for and I think that's wonderful. But um, hey, you're not really uh, onto smart stuff yet. Uh, what about your phone experience? So you're probably glad to know if you have a Huawei phone that will upgrade, that will get an upgrade to Harmony's, Harmony OS 2.0 uh, that will run even smoother than the previous generation of EMUI. And also has better read and write speeds uh, and maintains that speed after 36 months so it doesn't really bog down like EMUI which is based off Android ironically and it manages to keep apps running in the background open so if you're shopping on Taobao and you suddenly went to message someone on VChat you can go back to Taobao and it's open right where you left off which is smart so so basically the way Huawei designed Harmony OS 2.0 is such that the phones would obviously get much better in performance because they designed it for their own phones and chipset. And now I'm not surprised, frankly. Um, Harmony OS 2.0 is going to be coming to Huawei's devices first, and Huawei's devices have Huawei's chipset on it and all that kind of stuff, and that's wonderful. Uh, I think there's nothing bad about it. It's pretty cool um, that you you are coming to that point. Uh, so yeah, I mean. I mean, what can I say? It's really, really cool. 
I think the focus really is having that again. Uh, Harmony OS 2.0 essentially is all about uh, having this smart, this 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 ecosystem of smart connected experiences. You know, really tying everything in, and and they're really looking forward to. And as I said, based on what I've been reading up a little bit about this OS, they're really looking to take us beyond phones and TVs. They want to have it in EVs as your main dash on the main dash itself, which I think is smart. So that's that really but interestingly uh, then that obviously right now Harmony OS 2.0 is only available in China weirdly enough Google Play Store is not on Huawei phones outside of China there are some newer Huawei phones that have app gallery completely only which is interesting but Harmony OS 2.0 is only coming uh, to Huawei phones in China at the moment there's no information about international rollouts uh, but they will probably do it eventually but uh, over a hundred devices will get an update Harmony OS 2.0 in China, which is kind of interesting. If I could pull up the whole full list of devices, that would be great. And if, uh, oh yeah, and uh, we have it over here. Big shot, GM7 Arena for picking us up. Uh, so, basically, on June 2nd already, if you're in China, uh, the Huawei Mate 40, P40, Mate 30, and Mate Pad Pro will get Harmony OS out of the gate. No information about the light variant. Nothing mentioned about light variant, whether it'll get that. And then hopefully by Q3 of 2021, before the end of this year, uh, Huawei's Mate 20, Nova 7, 8, and 6 series will get Harmony OS 2.0 along with the original Huawei MatePad and MatePad 5G, which is interesting. And then, yeah, and then before the year ends, kind of the V and S series, I think the thing with the owner phones probably, uh, yeah, the V or S series phones will get it and the Huawei Mate 20X which is a really nice curved kind of phone that will get uh, Harmony OS 2.0 so that really are looking to roll this out to over a hundred devices and next year hopefully in the first half of next year uh, older Huawei phones Nova 5, Mate 9, P10, V series I think it's Honor probably because Honor yeah anyways P20 series Mate 10 series from Huawei will get Harmony OS 2.0 seems like they are really uh, since obviously it's Huawei's devices and chipsets ones using the Kirin chipsets this is obviously not going to take a long long time like Android I think we have in terms of operating systems like finally a kind of competition that something to take on Android which is crazy so um now obviously if you as a user are probably scared of downloading Harmony OS 2.0 you can visit uh, one of Huawei's 66 major experience stores in China, kind of like Apple stores. Hard not to mention Huawei before Apple. Uh, and you can kind of get uh, someone's assistance in downloading the OS, which is interesting. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, and that's basically the... That's uh, Harmony OS 2.0. Uh, that was the key part of the event, primarily. And that's not what we're here for. There's, as I said... There are a lot of devices that Huawei has kind of showed off, which is interesting. Now, weirdly, there's no mention of the high-end monitors, which I kind of mentioned. But, uh, why am I burping a lot? Oh, well, let's just first talk about the Huawei MatePad Pro. The MatePad Pro is this really cool uh, tablet. I mean, it's w one of Huawei's newest tablets that it has. It's got it's got this it's it's the first tablet to run Harmony OS 2.0, logically. Now, uh, for context, this tablet you has the Kirin 9000E processor, a 12.6 inch OLED full view display, 90% screen to body ratio, 
million to one contrast ratio could support the DC P DCI P3 color gambit and since it finally comes in Harmony OS the MatePad Pro if you look at its UI it doesn't really look like an overblown EMUI interface it's quite customly designed for the tablet again taking advantage of the fact that there's Harmony OS 2.0 and that's designed for a wide range of devices for a wide range of scenarios and styles and that means the OS as I said has uh, now the MatePad Pro the tablet has a bomb dock uh, you know uh, newly improved widgets and look and, and kind of looks an awful lot like the like uh, the next best premium tablet in the market the iPad Pro the recently released iPad Pro uh, but that's not so but that's not really it's not just a a and it's not really a uh, a it's not just Huawei's answer to the iPad Pro it's got some unique features that kind of make the iPad unique it has it has software functions that that really show that this is supposed to be part of an ecosystem of gear that you probably have in your uh, again giving you that connected experience so if it even it has tablet pc multi-screen collaboration functionality as it as they've called it so you got three modes mirror mode extend mode and collaborate mode this is now very similar to sidecar and continuity on the ipad on ios where your macbook and your ipad can work together so here you can't connect your Windows laptop or your Huawei laptop to this tablet and the idea is that you can do three things you could do mirroring uh, extend or collaborate and in mirroring you essentially uh, you you the PC display is right on the tablet just as your laptop and the idea is you could sign uh, through your tablet or you can sort of draw on it with the pencil and it's kind of wonderful and then extend kind of gives the t it makes the tablet an extra display so that's wonderful it's a bit similar to sidecar on for the iPad and the collaborate mode is interesting you can literally drag and drop files between your Windows laptop and your Huawei tablet running Harmony OS 2.0 which is I think wonderful now this is the Huawei really could give you a good uh, this is why this could be a good product a good tablet to get instead of an iPad Pro uh, ironically, even even though even though uh, even though um, there are options on the market and they probably are probably as good as the iPad or this Huawei tablet, and you got another function called the uh, new variant of app app multiplier. The idea is you can run multiple apps on a single display, which is wonderful. And apparently, four thousand apps can use app multiplier, which is interesting. And also, uh, Huawei also has made their own version of the Apple Pencil and a magic keyboard for their tablet ideally called the M-Pencil and the Smart Magnetic Keyboard pretty cool, the M-Pencil is pretty interesting it's got this platinum coated pen nib low latency and support up to 4096 levels of pressure sensitivity apparently this is inspired by you know Mont Blanc pens and stuff which I think is interesting I think we gotta have unique ideas you know it's, it's, it's not just like like finally we have a tablet that's not really a glorified ginormous 13 inch smartphone with smartphone OS and function we now have something closest to a desktop experience which is what tablets should really be striving for it should be kind of a bridge they should have the portability of uh, tablets are computers let's face it they have the portability of a laptop and a mobile phone it's got the connectivity of a mobile phone and all that kind of stuff so got strengths and weaknesses it's a unique device and 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 you know and also who knows the people are buying tablets actually completely over laptops because it's just as good as a laptop who knows so I mean 
yeah, I mean, it, this is a wonderful tablet. I mean, in and and uh, yeah, I mean, it's big and it's wonderful. So yeah, this is a fascinating tablet, the MatePad Pro. It's gonna start from 800, uh, from 799 euros, and will be available in Western Europe, mainly in Europe, Asia, Middle East, where Huawei really sells a broad range of devices. Oh, and a couple of extra bits and bobs that you probably didn't realize come with the MatePad Pro. There's a 10.8 inch version and a 12.6 inch variant. The 10.6 inch variant, 10.8 inch variant, has a Snapdragon 870. Not bad. Not too shabby. Uh, whereas the 12.6 inch will get Huawei's own chipset. Well, because Huawei is having difficulty trying to make more uh, chips for the devices. Interestingly, the 12.6 inch variant, which is the one that they showed off at the event, uh, has 40 watt fast fast wire, wire charging, so difficult to ex say this. 27 watt wireless charging and a 10,000 milliamp per hour battery to so get 14 hours of use. This is a serious competitor to the iPad Pro in China and in places where Huawei has some market share still after everything, after ditching the Google Play Store and stuff like people are buying Huawei's really. That's interesting to say the least. And they have a non-pro 11-inch variant and that's also sold in Europe for 400 euros. I think this could also sell well in the Middle East too, but the thing is, uh, I think this would probably come with, uh, with EMUI or with Harmony OS potentially. They didn't mention when this is coming out, but it's probably uh, available. Could probably be available soon, from the looks of it. So, yeah, I mean, it is a fascinating device nonetheless. Um, and then on top of that, Huawei announced a whole lot of their own other devices that they probably had in 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 store. They had they showed off the Huawei Watch 3 series, the the regular uh, Huawei Watch 3 and 3 Pro, both run Harmony OS 2.0. Woohoo! Apparently has this new interface with a uh, with uh, with a grid launcher, which is interesting, and that's and that's controlled by a 3D rotating crown. This is a bit like the Apple Watch and the crown. It's so hard not to say that it's co they're copying Apple, but kinda is. But it seems like they're gonna do it a little better. But what do you get in the Huawei Watch 3? I'm cu probably curious to know. Uh, you have a wide range of straps you can go with, which is interesting. Everything from nylon to stainless steel, which is cool. Huawei, the main Huawei watch does get lots of bands. You have eSIM support on these watches, so you can run them without a SIM card. You can answer Huawei's, uh, you can use MeTime, you can do MeTime calls. Uh, this is available in a few markets, including Saudi Arabia, I believe. Uh, it's Huawei's own video calling service, is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, and because it has Harmony OS, uh, you can essentially run it, you can see your taxi information that you booked and your flight booked flight, you can see your status on the watch because of Harmony OS as it is. So that's really, really cool. And both watches uh, come with over a hundred workout modes, skin temperature detection, uh, uh, fall detection, SOS alert, heart rate, uh, blood oxygen, sleep and pressure monitoring, and much, much more. Uh, you get uh, five-day battery life in smartwatch, 21 days of ultra-long battery life out of the gate on the Pro. And the regular Huawei Watch 3 has three days of smart battery life uh, in terms of length and 14 days of ultra-long battery life as it is. And uh, and both watches will come. Uh, okay, both watches will come in classic and elite, whereas the Huawei Watch 3 regular will come in an active edition uh, and will be available from this month. Really, uh, it doesn't say where or how, I'm sure there is information, 
about it because it's a market to market basis. You definitely check with the Huawei in your own country, you know, uh, the Huawei folks uh, in your own market. Uh, but in case you're curious of the price, uh, in China, this will go, this will start at $410 USD, which competes with the Apple Watch neck and neck at that price. And the Pro starts at $515, so 3300 yuan RMB for the watch. That's kind of interesting. It, it, I mean, it's it's quite premium. It's taking on Apple. Primarily, if you think about it, it's Apple. Why was taking on Apple big time? In, in in a sense, because I just can't seem to probably think of another competitor to Huawei that is aggressive on a bigger level like Apple. I mean, in terms of thinking. And then you got the Huawei Freebuds 4, which are Huawei's brand new TWS earbuds, which are pretty pretty cool. Uh, now it doesn't say about what OS it runs on. I'm sure it doesn't run on Harmony OS, probably because it's wireless earbuds. It has Kirin A1 chipset. This looks a little similar to the Freebuds 3, if you've seen one in out in the wild. So, it's, so it has a similar design, but this one comes with 14.3 millimeter dynamic drivers, three microphones for voice pickup and noise pickup, and and this also has active noise cancellation up to 25 decibels of surrounding noise so that cuts out without a problem each earbud has three level touch controls weighs 4.1 grams in general so that's quite light it can connect to a bluetooth 5.2 can connect to two devices simultaneously you know uh it has an audio latency roughly of 90 milliseconds with the auto low latency mode which is pretty cool good for PUBG. And you get 4 hours of playback on the earphones themselves, and you get 22 hours of playback with the charging case too. If you do the math right there, that's roughly four, 5 or 6 charging sessions uh, for the for the Huawei uh, Freebuds 4. And you can get a quick 15 minute charge uh, on these, and you can get 2.5 hours of playback back. Back? Anyways. Uh, the Freebuds 4 a charge over USB-C or through Qi charging and is IPX4 water uh, splash resistant. This will cost about 130 pounds in the UK and comes in this wonderful white, silver and red colors and is officially available on June 6th. Obviously, uh, foreign markets obviously to follow. Uh, do check with Huawei in your own local market for details. And then at the event itself, it they teased the Huawei P50. Uh, but I didn't really talk much about it. They showed off the camera bump, and that's the ginormous, almost one-inch camera bump that they have on these devices with multiple sensors, which looks interesting, primarily. Uh, and then finally, we have the Huawei Mate View and Mate View GT monitors, which is really, really cool. Uh, these are Huawei's first proper monitors that they're selling in China only. They're going to be available around the world eventually, but they're first available in China. The the main view display is uh, one of is a pretty premium monitor from Huawei. It's got a 4K plus resolution, DCI-P3 color gambit, 94% screen to body ratio. You'd be mistake you'd be forgiven for thinking this is this is a bit like the Pro Display XDR, which is which is which isn't. But as I said, it is a premium productivity monitor, a 28.2 inch display, 9.3 millimeter thin display. Primarily, it's quite thin from the looks of it. It's got a 3 to 2 screen ratio, so it's, it is a premium productivity workhorse in that regard. Now, apparently there's going to be a, a there are going to be two versions of this monitor. There's one with wired projection functionality, you can connect via HDMI or USB-C. And there's one that will give you wireless mirroring. So, 
and essentially it's a hun roughly a ninety dollar difference so if you want to pay ninety extra bucks for for mirroring go do it honestly it's a really wonderful monitor and interestingly as this is like a premium looking monitor all the the speaker the speaker and the inputs and outputs for this monitor are literally on the uh, are on the frame that kind of connects the 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 stand it's on the, it's right on the stand which makes it a bit clean primarily and you can lift the display easily and it, it's kind of it has a zen kind of to it so that's kind of wonderful and on the on the flip side you have the mate view gt which is a gaming monitor it's all about gaming it's a curved ultra wide monitor 34 inch Devly QHD resolution display, 21 by 9 ultra wide aspect ratio, 1700R curvature, uh, 165 hertz refresh rate. You get DCPI, uh, DCIP3 certification. Sorry, I, I, I screwed that sentence up. So this is a gaming monitor. This kind of competes with your LG ultra, ultra wide monitors in that regard. This monitor is pretty cool in terms of the refresh rate, the curve, uh, but more interesting on its leg if you could say that is a 5 watt subwoofer two 5 watt speakers and and two microphones and this little touch bar that you can move to sort of drag and access the monitor settings and tweak settings and stuff and that's really cool like Huawei really thought this out like they they their engineers thought they thought these little things out they thought of another approach and I think I think that I think that's where you want to appreciate you would you'd probably give credit where it's due pretty good products right here these are already available in China so you can buy them from the uh, from their stores or online from like you know from Taobao and JD and stuff and Huawei's own site the GT monitor the gaming monitor is rough cost about 3600 yuan Rambi which is 558 dollars the mate view monitor which is amazing there's two versions there's the wired version wires only uh, 4000 yuan Rambi that's 620 bucks and then 90 dollars extra that's for 4700 yuan RMB or 730 dollars for one with wireless mirroring and I think that's wonderful that's all of Huawei's devices that they've announced uh, like on June 2nd like this past Wednesday and it's incredible like like again give credit where it's due I'm genuinely impressed by the monitors and the tablet and the earbuds like these are stuff I'd actually want to buy and actually use like given that I've used Huawei phones pretty good I mean the okay the watch isn't the big of an upgrade so are the earbuds but the monitor is amazing and the tablet is kind of iPad Pro contender and a Surface Pro contender like like in that regard like like they've they figured this out sort of almost so th these are everything that Huawei has announced uh, on June 2nd like Harmony OS 2.0 a whole bunch of new devices you know which one would you love to get I mean I'm, I'm curious to know let me know on Twitter and Instagram I'm at said underscore my own 99 you know you know what to do Speaking of computers, uh, Samsung has shown has announced a brand new laptop, which uh, which is called Galaxy Book Go. Good ultrabook. It's got a full HD display, uh, four four eight gigabytes of RAM, 120 gigabytes of, st of storage, 42.3 watt hour battery. You can use USB C. It has LT It has a 4G and 5G variant. But get this, this has got a Snapdragon chipset. The 5G variant of this laptop has a Snapdragon 8CX Gen 2 processor, whereas the 4G variant has a 7C Gen 2 processor. It's it's got a Qualcomm chip instead of an Intel or an AMD chip, which is, it's just surprising. It's it's quite it's it's eye popping. Wow, they 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 have a 
It's it's got a phone chip. Wow. Boy, since the M1 came from Apple, like we've seen a lot of laptop makers trying to create ARM-based laptops, and this is the first of many. So this is quite exciting, primary. This is this this laptop will start from three hundred forty-nine dollars. We don't know when it's going to come out, but it's it'll come out. Uh, it is going to cost that much, so that's interesting, nonetheless. And while we're talking about Samsung, we gotta talk about the. So uh, we have the Galaxy A22 here, the five G variant actually, and a four G variant. This is a new affordable phone from Samsung, as well another A series phone from Samsung. This is a cheap phone that has 5G in it and some cool features that you definitely want to get in your phone if you're probably interested and you want to still get Samsung. So the A22 has a 5G uh, modem, so it can do 5G on a budget. 48 megapixel main camera, f1.8 aperture, and uh, and an 8 megapixel selfie camera, f2.0, 6.6 inch FHD plus display. Uh, that's LCD, not OLED. Uh, side mounted fingerprint sensor, 5000 mAh battery, 15 watt fast charging, has 4, gig 4 gigabytes of RAM, 6 or 8 gigabytes of RAM also, and 100 up to 128 gigabytes of storage. An optical processor, so possibly a Snapdragon uh, or, an, you know, or Samsung's own. Uh, but based on what we've seen here, if I could find it, uh, it could be a Dimensity 700. It, it, Samsung doesn't really tell the processor, ironically, so that's strange. Uh, the 5G variant has a 90 hertz refresh rate. Uh, they don't really tell it straight away, but but the 5G variant has a 90 hertz display. And there's going to be a 4G variant of this exact phone with just a quad camera, 720p display, no microSD card slot, and a different chip, obviously, to do 4G. This phone will be available this summer, kind of, next month in Europe, sort of, I didn't tell when it was going to come to the UK. In case you're curious, the A22 5G will cost, start at £200, so that would make it about 100 dinars, roughly, uh, or uh, about, or up to $300 primarily for the phone. And same cost in Europe, around $300, and a 4G variant will probably be way cheaper than this, uh, being the, an A22. So, this is a affordable Samsung phone. That you definitely want to look at if you're looking to get a 5G phone. That is, if if that's what you're into, that's that's what you fancy. So this is quite a quick story from GSM Arena. But uh, in a filing with a regulator, OnePlus has sort of filed for this new product that they have, which is a OnePlus tag, and this is a bit similar to an AirTag. So this kind of possibly means that we might see a OnePlus. Uh, tracker if in the future which is pretty pretty cool not not really news but something interesting to talk about and then let's just talk about apple because you know that's that's the big that's the big stuff uh, wwdc 2021 is next week thankfully and that's that's something to look forward to until then uh, if you got the brand new ipad pro 2021 with m1 chipset you definitely want a hub because it has usb-c and thunderbolt uh uh, has Thunderbolt and USB-C and you want a hub a good hub to go with and the fancy folks at Satachi have this really cool hub that uh, that essentially has an HDMI port USB USB-C headphone jack and an SD card reader uh, and the HDMI port can do 4k this costs a hundred bucks this also works your pre with the older iPad Pro and the iPad Air in case you're curious so um, so essentially this is like a desktop hub mount-esque thing for the, for the iPad Pro to keep it stationary. It's a pretty good product, uh, especially given how, you know, how good value for money the iPad uh, Pro is. And also, if you don't want to move the iPad Pro around, that's, that's wonderful. 
so this product is a hundred bucks and obviously um, if you obviously it's not sponsored but if you want the hub uh, this will work with other devices like the MacBook MacBooks and stuff so if you're into that uh, so that's not a problem if you want to get this uh, Satachi is doing this offer till the 6th of June so uh, if you type in code iPad Pro to buy this hub uh, you will pay 80 bucks for the hub which is interesting it's a good offer if you're interested do check it out so if you fancy a hub and now we got this interesting scoop before WWDC and that is that uh, Apple could be looking to launch a new MacBook uh, Pro so apparently uh, there's some uh, Mac rumors has basically discovered a filing in a Chinese regulatory database for a 16 inch iPad a MacBook Pro why say iPad Pro MacBook Pro you know that that one with the M2 chip and the M1X chip hopefully and a 14 inch variant you know now the filing for the, it's for the battery on the MacBook uh, allegedly and uh, this is being supplied by Sun Voda Electric which is a Chinese company and it's basically model number A2527 essentially it's this big old battery it's similar to the current 16 inch MacBook Pro which means there could be and this is a recently filed last month this means that there could be a new MacBook Pro coming very very soon and there's a lot of rumors and analysts claiming that Apple could be launching a new MacBook Pro soon a 14 or 6 and 16 inch i MacBook Pro which I think is quite interesting primarily uh, and also uh, it has a similar configuration a smaller one similar to the 14 inch uh, MacBook Pro basically uh, we might see uh, we're gonna be seeing it next week hopefully uh, it's a big deal uh, in case you don't know in if you've been living under a rock these uh, MacBook Pros that could hopefully come during WWDC are exciting uh, this potentially could come with a mini LED display it could have an HDMI port again SD card slot a MagSafe S connector uh, and in an, in a new and improved Apple Silicon chip, M1X, M2, improved M1. Who knows? This is exciting, and uh, and let's see, let's see. I hope it, the keynote's this Monday, so starting to look forward to, hopefully, hopefully, uh, by then. I mean, uh, given what we're hearing, it's exciting. But this next one is interesting. On top of that, so a developer called ha ha uh, again. Thanks to Mac Rumors for the story. Uh, Javier Lacourt, that's his, that's the developer's name, found a job listing from Apple for a senior iOS developer in Apple Music, and in the job description, it writes, and I'll just say this here easily, you get to work with uh, system engineers across Apple, good, learning the inner workings of iOS, watchOS, tvOS, and homeOS. Wait, homeOS? Wait, is wait, 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 wait. Okay, there's iPad OS and then there's Home OS. Okay, okay, that that's strange. That's trippy. Well, where's iPad OS? iPad OS? And optimizing your code for performance in ways only Apple can. Come join our team and make a real difference for music lovers worldwide. That's interesting. So weirdly enough, um, it mentions Home OS as a mobile platform, uh, quite similar to iOS. Who knows? Uh, this could probably be that, uh, and but they didn't mention iPad. Now they've removed that description in job listing. Someone found it out, but um, seems like Apple may be doing, may be planning to do some bit of revamp 
Uh, they may be looking to ditch iPadOS and call it HomeOS. And okay, and there's no mention of macOS also in the in that listing, which means macOS could also be branded as HomeOS. And there's no other mention of the HomePod or stuff, which means possibly Mac, iPad, HomePod, Apple, not Apple TV, HomePod could all get the same operating system uh, called HomeOS, and Apple could be doing that, and they could be talking about it during WWDC as a kind of a offering for the home. You know, the iPads for the home and, you know, the smart home functionality. I mean, uh, it's coming. So, that's fun. How do you, what What do you think? I mean, I'm, I'm, it's, I mean, I'm surprised that there's probably another kind of random OS coming called HomeOS. Um, but, uh, pretty cool that there could be a potential OS that could serve a computer, tablet, smart home functionality. Stuff, something stationary at home. So, that's that. Finally, this story is for my folks who use WhatsApp, and if you're into WhatsApp, you're gonna love, definitely love what you're about to hear. There's some new features that potentially will come out uh, for this. Uh, the, uh, the good folks over at WhatsApp Beta Info, this is real news, guys. This is real and not forwarded. Just saying, if, if you know how WhatsApp works, this is not forwarded, it's real. Uh, WhatsApp Beta Info has essentially basically talked uh, to WhatsApp CEO and Facebook CEO in case you're curious it's Will C Cathcart and uh, Mark Zuckerberg I kind of talked over a bunch of things um, interestingly um, including some new functions that are going to be coming um, and that's kind of cool first of all Mark Zuckerberg kind of can kind of Reemphasize the fact that WhatsApp is all about private messaging and that they're planning to roll out disappearing messages and the idea is that it's all about private messaging and if they start putting ads or really start reading people's messages that destroys the nature of the platform this is what it's not about it's you know and also interestingly enough uh, Mark Zuckerberg kind of confirms that there will be a disappearing mode in WhatsApp I kind of did see this in my web version uh, earlier so that's interesting so you can kind of turn that on and you know send messages to people and it'll be you could see it only and then it'll be destroyed afterwards so that's interesting primarily um, and then interestingly enough uh, and then obviously uh, the site asked about multi-device functionality um, and Mark Zuckerberg really did explain this uh, on top of confirming that it is an upcoming uh, feature He's basically described it as, yep, it's been a big technical, in his words, yep, it's been a big technical challenge to get all your messages and content to sync properly across devices, even when your phone battery dies, but we're solved, we've solved this, and we're looking forward to getting it out soon, which means we could see multi-device functionality for WhatsApp, which means uh, WhatsApp on your computer, tablet, phone, other phone, uh, another computer, your smartwatch, it, it should be available in a few months, and it could be a public beta in two months eventually, according to this blog. Uh, yeah, WhatsApp CEO confirmed it. In fact, one thing for your readers to look out for next month or two is that we'll be rolling out multi-device out in a public beta, so people will be able to try it out and give us feedback, uh, said Will. So that's kind of, that's kind of awesome, primarily. Um, and, um, and WhatsApp CEO kind of also did mention that uh, looking to create an iPad app which I think is awesome because honestly there's so many apps on the iPad that yet to to be available like Final Cut Pro one thing is WhatsApp I think people get confused for real 
iPhones have WhatsApp. Why can't iPads have WhatsApp? Crazy, right? Even if it's just doing WhatsApp web, which is quite popular. I mean, I, I on my iPad, I've installed a, an app that does that. So, looks like WhatsApp is looking to work to do that eventually, which is awesome. Uh, and also, uh, with they've and and obviously, then the site asked if how many devices can be connected if there's multi-device support, and Will Cathart confirmed that that you can connect up to four devices uh, f on your WhatsApp account or number, so you could do multi-device chatting. I think that that thing is awesome, though. It's pretty awesome. It's it's about time to offer multi-device support. I think it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, pretty cool way. A uh, pretty cool way for uh, the WhatsApp folks to to break the news to a WhatsApp blog, uh, fan blog, sort of, by sending a message on WhatsApp. That's crazy. I mean, I didn't think that. I thought it was an email, but uh, turns out it's a WhatsApp message. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's pretty awesome that multi-device support's coming. Disappearing messages will be a thing. Uh, that'll probably enhance the functionality of something like WhatsApp. Multi-device support is probably a big, big upgrade since WhatsApp web came out. And I know a lot of people, I, I think for initially when, pe when we found out WhatsApp became available on the web, you link up your phone and you can run WhatsApp on your computer. People doubted and thought it'll never work. But uh, it's been a long time since that happened and so many people run WhatsApp on their computer. And now they, and then recently they added voice and audio call functionality and it was such, an, such a relief for me. I can obviously call my pap and my sister randomly uh, do a voice call with them it's it's such a convenience it's such a instant like it's a convenience thing it's like it it, it it's such a it's uh it, it it solves a issue we didn't think of so it's pretty awesome whatsapp and at least this is not forward information this is actually a send message uh so that's that so uh, this is real news guys <laughs> in case you're curious go google it if you don't believe me but yeah multi-device support's coming uh we like whatsapp web possibly um, in that sense, and you get disappearing messages eventually, and we might see an iPad app, and I'm pretty psyched. I think it's about time to do that. So yeah, I mean, I mean, you got not much to complain. It's a good, it's a good product. What do you think of everything you've heard today? Let me know on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Sayed underscore mom nine nine. Follow me there if you can. Uh, and guys, don't forget to share the show with your friends and family, and uh, subscribe if you can on whatever app you use pretty much even if it's email <laughs> okay that's silly but yeah uh and on top of that yeah i'm kind of trying to start my own track talk i think i'm doing it uh, on monday when the Azerbaijan grand prix happens so we can't talk about the race afterwards but yeah uh, that's been it uh thank you for listening uh take care stay safe have a great day and i'll see you on tuesday another episode of mom's gadget talk till then uh bye bye thank you for listening all right, ciao.